Welcome to the Salty Club podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Creeper. The Salty Club is where we bring surf, yoga, nutrition, empowerment, and community under the same roof. We've found that when a person invites these five facets into their life, they become a force to be reckoned with. Join me for interviews and solo casts on all these topics and more. The idea is to share the inspiring stories of adventurers, experts, and game changers. People who have wandered from the conventional path and are doing life on their terms. Thanks for being here and let's do this. Hey guys, bit of a different format today. We have MC and Erica in Instagram Live answering all the business questions about the Salty Club. So it's super juicy, lots of good information and yeah, hope you enjoy it. Hello y'all. Hey Yagi, Victoria, cool. Hello. Hello, it worked. Super. Hello, everybody. Everybody Hello, that is people. here, everybody that is not here, everybody that will be rewatching later. Cool. So, new experiment. It worked. <laughs> We're both of us. Hello, Erica. <laughs> Hello, you. I feel like it's been a long time since I've talked yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. At least 20 minutes. Yeah, Caitlin is there too. So just so that everybody knows, um, MC and I are doing this live talk, but there's also a, a third one of us um, that is full-time on the Salty Club, and it's Caitlin. So, Hello, um, Caitlin. She's there with her, I guess, I'm guessing she's there with her baby behind the Hello, screen. Jago. <laughs> you. Cool. So um, here we go. Um we why we're doing this uh is because um i thought that it was interesting to start talking about the behind the scene of uh our two companies so uh, the salty empire i guess salty uh, the, the the salty club and the salty soul experience um we you often see what we do uh in you know in front of the curtain with those two businesses uh but also there's a big part that happens behind the scene of every, how we operate, how we run, how we've created those business. And uh, I think it's equally interesting as we are encouraging other people to also be entrepreneurs and be, go after their own dreams. So might as well speak about like how this runs be, behind the curtain. And um, I guess this is the, the second episode uh, following the first one I did speaking a little bit about what happened. Episode with, two um the the crash of the tourism industry and then the rise of the digital industry which we have a company in both industries um and following the first episode um i kind of i think it's funny to call that episode because it was such a an intuitive idea to start doing this series i like kind of woke up one morning and started to do it episodes on business um the business stuff girls and guys ask for uh, part two questions yeah you ask for part two. <laughs> <laughs> you're like us a part two now you ask for a second episode so no you ask for uh you ask these <laughs> questions and, i'm not talking um, anymore <laughs> so i've gathered your questions and mc and i will be discussing the question we get all the time or very often and if you uh, have more questions during uh, this because you know my new question might pop or you want us to go deeper in one subject feel free to uh, drop that in the comments 
and we will speak about it um, after. At, no, at one point. point. Exactly. So um, let's dive into it. So MC, would you want to explain us, because we get asked all the time, what is the difference between Salty Souls Experience and the Salty Club? I sure want. Uh, <laughs> so yes, there is two companies. So Salty Souls Experience was our first company, which we both, uh, Erica and I, are owner. Uh, it started in 2015. It's the travel agency. Uh, so we organize retreats for women in El Salvador, Ecuador, and Indonesia. Uh, as for Salty Club, we started that three years ago. So in 2018, we are three shareholders. So both of us and Caitlin. Uh, and this is an online platform that, ha that offers yoga practice. We have surf-inspired workouts recipes and there's an empowerment section offering uh, workshops and journaling exercises and interviews so yeah so we have like the travel agency salty salt experience and we have an online platform called salty club exactly and uh the salty club is basically uh currently only a platform and evolving into a full an app app so soon to be available on the app store next to you Um, cool. So, uh, you know, even though it, it feels like we've told that story over and over again, uh, people often ask how did the, the Salty Souls uh, started? So, uh, and what made us feel like it was realistic um, as, an, as a business? So, Salty Souls, as MC said, started in uh, 2015. And at that point, MC and I were both travelers, I guess. Um, and... Um, we decided to create the kind of experience of, of, that we, uh, we wish we would encounter. So, um, is your headphones that are really like... I can take them out, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, that's better. Thank you. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we were both travelers. I was really into yoga and she was really already into surfing. Um, and we were kind of looking for um, to create the kind of experience yeah we wish we would encounter knowing that we really like to adventure surf uh, you know explore but we we found that uh, sometimes uh, you know you wouldn't have necessarily like people to go on trips on active, uh, trips with or um, that uh yeah there was kind of like something missing and we always see that we were kind of like a little bit like one of the boys uh wanted to do what the boys were doing and um and we thought there must be other girls that were into that kind of things and wanted to uh have um uh, active experiences active <laughs> retreats or active vacations so we that's how it started with just this idea of like creating Uh, that and um, uh, what made us thought that it was realistic was maybe a drop of innocence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so at that point uh, we were like mid mid twenties and um, we were very much courageous. Maybe and we had uh, we had a lot of time and we were just like, I would love to do that. I remember like you you said like we because. It all started with a conversation on the beach with coconut. I think it's really relevant of like where we were at. And I remember you, you looked at me and you said, like, 
I would definitely like take part of that kind of trip. And I was like, I would definitely take part of like of that trip. So if both of us, of us 100% would take part of that trip, well, I guess for sure there's other women that would, you know? So that was like the idea, like I would, you would. And like, we started talking about like about it around us. And everyone was like, that's such a great idea. Like an all inclusive, but like an active one that you, you have like everything planned you don't need to like you buy your flight ticket and then from the moment you land in the country you don't need to worry about anything we are taking care of everything and you know you will be moving you will be like learning how to surf i think that was like an important thing also the surf part because it's so intimidating for those of you who who tried or are looking to try it's like okay so where where do i start like oh like do i just like rent a board and go out there you know there is so many factors that makes it yeah. hard to start so that was like we were both like learning how to surf and knew how hard it was so we wanted to offer the opportunity for women to just facilitate that first step into the ocean and then as you go you learn and you learn that it's always hard but yeah. <laughs> at least you have like the first kind of like push. yeah I think that surfing is definitely one of the most uh, intimidating and like hard to get in Uh -huh. sport even though at first it looks like you should just like get a board and and go out there but it's probably yes. like the worst idea um you're looking to do that don't do it it's not because you want to sell a salty salt strip because it's not operating right now it is because it's a bad idea like at least know where you're going or go with someone that knows <laughs> yeah And um and and really like you know people often ask like what made us think it was realistic um really like I think that we we quickly discovered or realized that like it it wasn't really a really risky business to get into because we don't own a retreat center mm -hmm. uh, we don't own any um, yeah like place um, anywhere in the world really so we just had <laughs> we to, don't own anything we don't own anything. Um, we just had to rent uh, a place or rent a house or rent uh, a little hostel or whatever to start hosting the retreat. So there was no big uh, investment to be done in the first place. So we're just like, okay, we, we just have to come up with a really good program, a really good website. Uh, I was, uh, my background is in graphic design, so I was able to cr create the whole uh, visual uh, aspect of it. And then... Um, you you know find ways for people to to trust you and, and jump into the adventure with you basically but there is no not really much risk uh you know starting a, i always say that like starting a gym is way much it's much more of a risky business than starting retreats really like there is like very little risk in terms of uh, of your investment so the worst scenario is that people don't book and then you just lost your time. So <laughs> that's all the time. To, so like the, the question was like, do you have some time to waste? Yes. You? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's dive into it. So that's kind of how Salty Souls experience started. And then, uh, so I guess we were two years and a half or two or three years into that first business when we started working on the second, uh, business which is the digital platform so the reason why this started is that we feel like people will come on a trip with us would they would have like an epic seven days many breakthroughs love the ocean and then um uh we would kind of like let them go and be like good luck with the rest of your life and and um 
lose that connection. So that was a bummer. Uh, and also we were aware that a lot of people were following the movement or like following the community or everything that, that Salty was standing for, but they couldn't really afford coming on a trip or uh, get the vacations in time or so on. So we thought of offering a digital version that would kind of be an at-home version of the retreat uh, that is way more affordable for being just $10 a month uh, and available from anywhere so that also the girls that come to the retreat can keep evolving with us uh, afterwards. So this is how we uh, started developing the Salty Club. And that, to be honest, was a way riskier business or, uh, in a way because that was way more investment for the development of the platform itself, which was like coded from A to Z. Um, so it was like building a house, really. Um, and this is something we weren't really aware of. Yeah. Or we kind of <laughs> knew it, but kind of like closed our eyes of like, yeah, it's going to be fine. And then we discovered that, oh my God, <laughs> it's way more work than we thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the Salty Club was a riskier business than the Salty Soul experience, really. Definitely. This is where we are. Um, you want to answer how did we choose the place? Yes, I can. Yeah, we have a question. Um, the place you mean uh, for the retreats, right? I guess. Uh, so we started our, our first destination was in El Salvador. We chose that destination because um, we both got to El Salvador a few months before we started. We actually like met kind of randomly in El Salvador, both of us. And Erica was going to a wedding of one of her friends. So that friend had rented a big villa and like beachfront on a cliff with a beautiful view. So when we started talking about um, doing the retreats, well, Erica was like, well, I have that perfect place. Like it would work perfectly. There was places for 10 girls, 10 people. So we decided to uh, rent that place. So we started with an El Salvador and then we add um, Ecuador. I, the reason why we added uh, Ecuador is because I spend most of my time in Ecuador. My boyfriend is from there and I've been like going since 2012. So I felt really comfortable like, hosting a retreat there I know the people so it was really easy to uh, organize retreats there and then our third destination that started last year is Bali Indonesia uh, it's also a place we've been going since two like since eight years we love Indonesia it's such a beautiful country beautiful waves so and even if there's so many uh, yoga and surf retreat in Bali it's a dreamy place just the word Bali you want to go so we knew it was going to work well. And the thing is that we also want to be in places that that we want to do retreats in places that we want to be ourselves. So mm -hmm. where like, can we surf? Where do we enjoy the surf? Where do we enjoy the vibes? And this, so this is why this is why we chose those places. Yeah. Yeah, I think that like it's funny. People often ask about the place and I'm like, well, just where, go where you want to be yourself. Uh -huh. like we, we, all, we, we run retreats in the places where we want to spend some time. And <laughs> so that's kind of just how it happens. And obviously, one of the main criteria is based on the waves. So mm -hmm. it, has to, it has to offer waves that are uh, beginner friendly. And it has to be on season also for those waves. So that's kind of like the criteria that we are uh, we're basing our yeah, you know, our researches on I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's various destinations we could operate, but at at the end, you need to choose like destination. It's not so much about the destination than like 
you know, the love you have for that country and uh, how you want to be, um, like, you'll be enthusiastic about making other people discover that place. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also, like, there's the logistic-wise, like, I mean, is it accessible? Like, is there, like, flights going there? Because there's, like, really nice island that we could do also. But if it's not accessible, unless you take, like, yeah. 10 flights, well, this is another story. Yeah, the accessibility, how far uh -huh. it is from the airport is really important, things like that. Yeah, but that's yeah. how we chose our places. And we had big goals of, like, offering 20 destinations at the beginning and then like we notice how much work it is and how much energy we need to put in like offering like one destination so we that's why we we kind of like oh from 20 let's do let's start with one and then two and three and then let's see where it goes well right now there's covid so there's zero <laughs> destinations um cool so another question is what are our different roles in the business and how did we acquire our expertise so uh as for myself uh so we both have or not both but the three of us all have like a in front of the curtain role and a behind the curtain role, if we can say. So uh, in front of the curtain, I'm, uh, I produce the content for the yoga section. So yoga teacher, mobility, uh, and gymnastica natural. So that's what I, that's my role. But behind the curtain, I'm in charge of the marketing and the, the branding. Uh, and how I acquired my expertise, I've got, oh, I mean, uh, various certification in yoga and uh, in gymnastica and uh, so I've done my two trainings in Bali many moons ago um, and last summer MC and I have been training in gymnastica natural in uh, San Diego California it was cool it was a year ago exactly when yeah um, and um, my background school-wise is in graphic design and arts and crafts <laughs> so all the beautiful design and website and all the visual They're really things. like thanks I to you what is so interesting to understand I'm... about like expertise and like our roles is that like being an entrepreneur is so much about wearing various hats uh when people ask me what i do in life my probably last answer will be yoga teacher I feel like it's such a small slice of what I do. And this is exactly why we wanted to do this series on business because mm -hmm. the, the, the part where we actually coach or like do like, uh, you know, the, the, where, the part where we are teachers is so small compared to like all the administration work and like the part that is of running a business. And this experience, we really acquired like on, on the field and um, yeah. our best friend being Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we learn as we learn we learn as we as we go also like i think a big part of our expertise comes from the fact that we do take the time to invest in our own uh, personal uh, physical and mental growth and that allows us to have tools to then uh, help other people to optimize their their own health like mm -hmm. this is also something that uh, has been from day one super important for us to really allow each of us um the two of us but also with caitlin to keep on like taking part of uh formation trainings um mm -hmm. and so that we keep on growing mm -hmm. and yeah so and then same with traveling like a big part of us a big part of like our expertise on the retreat side of the travel at like the, the travel agency comes from the fact that we 
we've been backpacking like years before we started doing salty sauce and like traveling and then you learn as you as you travel you learn how to travel and like where to go and what to do and this is things that you learn without noticing that you're learning it and then you someone is asking you a question and you're like yeah of course it's like this but then of course you knew it because you've been traveling for like five years you know so that's that come like yeah the, the the certification itself of the paper of like your bachelor is something but also i feel like 90% of what we've like our expertise comes just from our own experience mm -hmm. yeah i think that we never thought that like being travelers like or being like very thirsty for traveling became our expertise mm -hmm. <laughs> like at first it's like oh you know we just travel because we love it and then next thing you know like 10 years down the line of like going like being across the world all year round that's what created our own edge we're like oh, your we own knowledge yeah we know more about traveling than most people just because we've been spending so much more time like doing it um and the and... people we meet traveling also like because you notice that at one point when you have your your nine to five job in the same place you live in the same place you 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 stay with the same people at one point it's kind of you know you, you don't meet new people necessarily and when you travel you meet so many new people from different perspective and this allows us this allow you to this is shut <laughs> this allows you to uh, learn so much about like new perspective like it's just not like what you've been taught it should be so I think and what about UMC? What is your behind yes. the curtain? Uh... Yeah, I'm in charge of the surf section. Um, so the surf training in the Salty Club. And during the retreat, I take a part. Well, I'm in charge of the surf part, I would say. Um, I also organize, I take care of the organization and logistics during the retreats and in the admin task, I would say uh, accounting, really glamorous task, and human resources would be my task. And as a degree, I do have a bachelor in public relations. Mm -hmm. And then we have Kathleen that... Uh... You see in front of the curtain, she takes part of the empowerment section, uh, doing, she's the, she does the interviews and um, manage like the workshops section. Um, and behind the curtain, she runs the social media and has been also our editor-in-chief at Salty Souls Experience since the very beginning. She's our employee number one at Salty Souls Experience. So before becoming the co-founder of the second business, she was the employee, uh, I guess you can say, from the first business. Mm -hmm. And um, so she has been running the blog since years and creating most of the, like, the textual content that we produce. And she also is our corrector because <laughs> French is our first language, TMC and I. And you may have noticed with my beautiful accent. <laughs> and uh, Caitlin is from Australia. English is her first language. So she's our... Uh, translator and the one that always tells us that we make a lot of people <laughs> when you write in English basically um, and um, cool so that's for the, the roles mm -hmm. um, and you also probably see on the Salty Club uh, Taylor uh, Taylor Godbird is um, is our cook so she's uh, she's not one of the owners of the company but she's our full-time collaborator And she takes part, uh, she's the one that develops 
all the recipes currently and uh, the nutrition guides. Um, and yeah, is the professional of the nutrition section. It's Taylor. Cool. Um, so um, next question. Yeah, how many times have you thought the market is too saturated to succeed? Cool. So uh, quickly, as for the retreats, like I think that when we started, which is like five years ago, there was way less retreats that there is now. <laughs> Uh, in El Salvador and even now in Ecuador almost we are pretty much we almost have the we or we used to have the monopole like there wasn't much companies doing what we were doing uh, they were, like nowadays I feel there's more but at that time there was less and there was always why no we didn't think it was too saturated because our edge always been that uh, we had many things under one roof we are not a yoga retreat we're not just a surf retreat we're not just a self help uh retreat we are all of this so it's surf yoga and empowerment and then for the salty club it's surf yoga empowerment and nutrition and so we really aim to offer all those aspects under one roof and i think that's what makes our edge uh you know if for the online platform for the app you can go and have online uh, you know like online workouts on one and then you can go on youtube and like google some yoga videos and then you can go elsewhere to find some recipes but we were really trying to offer all of this under one roof uh so that it's a one click one destination to find uh all the things or like the four aspects uh that we feel really contribute to one's optimization um and so I think that's our edge and that's why there is not like the market is not saturated in that case because especially for surfing like surf inspired trainings or surf trainings and everything that is surf related for women there is not that much um and um yeah so I, have- I also do believe that yeah it's true that like in the retreats surf yoga a retreat especially like now there is more and more like only girls retreat and stuff like this and same for um online platform there is so many uh online platforms offering and it's it's really accessible also to get some training or yoga for free on youtube so i do believe that like comp- I, we don't see competition as a bad thing it's actually a good thing um and there's a service and there's a product for every taste and we are so many people in the world in the world so like if if Mm -hmm. our project is not what someone needs well fair enough like they go find i'm happy that they can find it on another platform if they try it and they like it and like they they want to keep on using our product or they like our retreat and they want to come to another destination we're stoked about it if but if they prefer going on an all yoga retreat or just surf retreat or a mixed retreat, well, I'm happy that they have uh, other places where to go. So I don't. I think like our service and our product is really niche, but we are happy that yeah, there's seven oh, billions on yeah. planet, so yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm just gonna take this question for from Celia. That's asking yeah. like having a business partner sounds amazing during the Funny Moon part. What happens after that? How do you address difficult conversations? We just like grab our hair. Yeah, I'm going to say that like my relationship with MC is probably one of my longest relationships. <laughs> like all things, all things together. Um, In a ring. <laughs> yeah. So MC and I have been business partners since you know been 
in the like it's been kind of like six years of us yeah um so it's not always rainbows and butterfly <laughs> we had ups and downs we have yeah it was harder harder at first and i feel that it is easier now uh-huh, because we know each other and and we we, we also like rude and ways and good sides yeah. and bad uh-huh. sides Uh, but I think that like one thing that like was really important. So I had a, uh, another company before Salty Souls, and uh, you know like it was kind of I, I often compare that to like relationship with like the other gender like like a love relationship. Mm-hmm. At first you choose your partner like in a way, and then your second relationship you choose your partner differently, or like the same thing with roomies, uh, roommates. Like the first time you go in with a roommate, you kind of choose it for some reason, and then the second time you choose a roommate, you kind of cho- make better choices. So I remember when we got into the, the, the business relationship with MC, I already had like some uh, um, standards or like things that I addressed with her that like values and, um, points that are really important in terms of like being accountable being responsible when we say that we will do something we make sure we do it and that like it's so important to um, build some trust in between partners because basically you have a shared bank account you have a shared everything like it's really yeah. like a, a wedding a marriage whatever um and the um, what i wanted to say is that le- to address those things and to yeah i don't know i think that like it, that really helped to like solidify the base at first to be like okay for me it's so important that you that we respect those things and then a clear separation of the roles and that's something i often see in other businesses that like creates a lot of tensions if the um the roles are not really clear so there's kind of things that like one will do and then the other one will watch over and mm-hmm. then like, it's going to be this fights over that so if it's really clear that like okay here's all the tasks we need to do you go and do this 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 i do that blah 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 here's where i need your help here's where we can collaborate and kind of find those zones but that like when mc goes and like is resentful like let's say she does the accounting right and to be honest like maybe i should watch over more i don't know but like i <laughs> i really check what she does because i like decided to trust her entirely and like she never comes and like double check what we do in in the graphic design section you know <laughs> better when, enough <laughs> when the design comes out like they're pretty much finals and she's like I'm like oh, that's so beautiful <laughs> so So that else because I think that like uh, even though we're still learning and it's gonna always gonna be a learning process, but to trust the other and be like okay like because if you try to overtake everything and and watch like over each other all the time, it it becomes exhausting and like absolutely not sustainable and obviously creates a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. So and then using Slack is a good way, good communication yeah. platform. Slack was a turning point. The app Slack. If ever yeah. you have a business, use this, please. <laughs> uh, but like to answer your uh, also um, your question about like how do you we deal with difficult conversation because they do come. Uh, I think that one thing that I I really appreciate uh, like about our relation is that we go straight to the point. Like okay, you you've you've done this. I don't like when you speak like this. I don't like when you do that. Like we go straight to the point, both of us, and we're being like really. Um, Fra, like uh, a friend. Yeah, 
<laughs> friend. So like about about it and like communication is the key in whatever relation you have, like friendship, like your lover, your parent, your family, whatever, like communication is the key. And like, this is something super important and it has been there since day one and it's still there. Whenever we have something like it stresses me, I'm not like, I, I don't agree with you or whatever we, we just tell and like, so then it's like file done, we can turn the page and it's over, you know, so we don't keep anger or anything. So mm -hmm. that really allows us to have like not much difficult conversation because we don't yeah. allow the space of like being mad at, at the other or something like. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, we cannot read each other's mind, so we need to, to speak it. And like, sometimes people will tell me about like, tension they have in their business relationship and they're like yeah like i'm kind of annoyed by this thing by my business partner blah blah, blah. i'm like okay well did you does tell she does she know or does he know and like no well okay yeah i can you expect someone to <laughs> like, obviously there's an elephant in the room and you need to kill the damn elephant and at one point you know the other so much that you know how to like you know, okay, I, I can feel like you're having a bad time. Okay, tell me about it. I'll take care of this, that, you know, like it's, it's all about like really communicating our needs. And, and when, when there's an obstacle or something, just whatever it is, because then your personal life is interrelated with all aspects of business. So we do mm -hmm. need to be, to understand that if the other person is dealing with something difficult right now well don't expect like the admin task to be done on that day you know so i think we are really like flexible and communicating that that helps a lot yeah. next right. question um, next, next question legal aspect of having a business aboard where do our revenue go so we get asked a lot about um uh, how we how it is to have a company in El Salvador or Ecuador or in another country. But to be honest, both uh, Salty Souls Experience and Salty Club are incorporated in Quebec, Canada. Because there was a question before about where we're from. Well, we're from Quebec, Canada. So yeah, it's and I'm from Canada and uh, Caitlin is from Australia. Caitlin. <laughs> The other side of the world. So, um, but yeah, since uh, both of us are from Canada, we incorporated our companies here. So we do pay our taxes in Quebec in, for both companies. And uh, regarding Salty Club, we are, well, as I said, we are both from Canada and Katie from Australia. So since we are more than 50% of the shareholders in Quebec, it was easy to incorporate our company here to open a bank account. But for example, if there was two people from another country and one from Quebec, it would be more complicated. So this, I wouldn't know how to answer um, how it is. But since for us, it wasn't the case, everything was easy to, to incorporate in Quebec. Yeah. That's why it would be yes. ways. And we've kind of looked into... Oh, like incorporating the business elsewhere. I, actually, the Salty Club was originally incorporated elsewhere or registered elsewhere uh, in El Salvador, which we kind of like canceled that. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing that is really tricky about like, I think that like some countries have better, uh, like you can pay less taxes uh, and have different advantages especially if you're mm -hmm. looking into having your residency into one of those countries owning a business there uh, will be would be really helpful and things like that 
However, we found that like one thing that is really limitative, and I think it's I'm gonna mention it because it was kind of a game changer for us. So any like um, online payment system, so Stripe and PayPal, for example, they don't provide in uh, El Salvador, Ecuador. I don't think they even uh, provide in in Indonesia, do they? So like no, no. If you it's... have yeah, so it's it's crap it's crazy right like people from ecuador they cannot have a paypal account yeah or they cannot have money from stripe being deposited uh in their in their account so they they are not yeah those with those um, emerging countries i guess uh you cannot use the online payment platforms which let's say nowadays that's everything like nobody gives us check <laughs> like everybody pays online uh so it's yes. kind of a thing to look at look for uh, in the very first place like for us i guess being from canada like we kind of paypal has been a tool that we use since so long that we we kind of think take for granted that everybody has access mm -hmm. to a PayPal account or that everybody has access to a stripe account or credit card blah blah But really, it isn't, and it we found that like we found out really quickly that it was very limitative if you want to have a business mm -hmm. in those you, countries. Uh -huh. If you have a business in El Salvador, for example, because we try to incorporate a Salty Club in El Salvador, then we do need to have a bank account in El Salvador. And then if you have a bank account in El Salvador, which you cannot link your Stripe or your PayPal, well, this is not you're not going anywhere. You would need to kind of link your bank account of El Salvador to your bank account in Canada, and you know, so it's. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and since we're talking about this, we have that question about why um, why the Salty Club membership is in U.S. and if it makes it tricky for taxes. The reason why our like all our prices for the retreats and then our online membership are in U.S. The only reason is because it's an international currency. Like we don't uh, like we don't only have people from Canada, and even if it's incorporated in Canada, we have people from um, all over the world that come to the retreat or that have uh, that subscribe to the Salty Club. So having a price in US is international, um, and it doesn't make it tricky for taxes because naturally, when we enter it in our accounting system, it transfers it in Canadian. So. It, like depending on their uh, exchange rate of the day. So it, it's not complicated on that side. Yeah, and another thing to mention is that uh, the US dollar is the main currency for both El Salvador and Ecuador. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so those two countries uh, operate in US only. They don't have any other currencies. So for us, like, it's just our life currency, really. Yeah. So, and it, it. yeah, yeah. Um, when did the companies became profitable? Um, yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, I think that like that's something that is often scary for people to launch a business is that like when am I gonna make money, right? <laughs> um, obviously, if you go into into business with that mindset, um might be a little bit tricky like obviously like the goal of any business is eventually to be making money uh but you cannot really go in business just to make money um especially a lifestyle business like we've developed it was much more about like creating ourselves a, a cool lifestyle that we would uh, allow us to be at the beach and surf so 
Salty Soul's experience uh, was pr profitable pretty quickly. So in our first year of operation, uh, we did work for like six months uh, undercover before launching and uh, undercover <laughs> six to six to eight months of uh, like developing the the program and the website all of this before we launch but from the moment that retreat starting operating it was already profitable why because as i said at the beginning we don't own any uh um, centers or hotel or anything so there was not much investment everything we everything we needed was rented so like the accommodation was rented the boards were rented Uh, and aside of that, we were just offering our knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so that was profitable from the beginning. Um, and besides the months undercover <laughs> of working yeah. on that. And so we were, we, after like a full year of operation, we were already able to pay ourselves like a little bit of dividends, a little bit of money. So that was good. Um, and that's why. Um, and it took two years of development uh, before breaking even. So a lot of money went into developers, development, the, a lot of like the tech behind it, we couldn't do ourselves. So we had to pay people for do it. So it was quite pricey. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so two years uh, before breaking even, and then we broke even a year ago. So first year of success. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, another thing that is interesting is that uh, so the Salty Souls experience did finance the development of the second business. Mm -hmm. So we did have to like invest a little bit of our money to, to develop the app, but mainly we were able to fund the development of the new business with our um, business. The, the profit or like the money from the first business. So it was a little bit less risky uh, personally. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, I'm just seeing a question. Can I see this after it's over? Yes, we will post it as an EGTV on yes. the feed of Salty Club and maybe on yours as well, Erica. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, other question How do we see the future of the retreats? Good question. Um, well, can someone answer <laughs> me when COVID? <laughs> is done <laughs> with this thing uh, yeah so as you know for now we decided to well maybe you don't know but we decided to suspend all our retreats so we only we are working 100% of the time on the salty club for now because uh, even though I know some countries it's possible to travel to um, but El Salvador and Indonesia the borders are still closed as we speak And they keep on, like, it was supposed to open in August and then in September, and they keep on pushing the date. So it's really hard for us to set dates when we will be able to um, start the retreats again. When the borders are closed, we cannot do the retreats. In Ecuador, I just said that they require a COVID test to enter, but you might be subject to a quarantine when you enter. So it's kind of complicated entering to the country where we are operating. And the thing is that, let's say from Canada, if you go on a trip to one of those countries, you go back, you need to do a two-week quarantine, mandatory. So 
I mean, people won't, won't take three week vacation to go on a one week thing. Maybe they do a quarantine at destination and then they go back home and they do another two week quarantine. It's too much of a struggle for now. So um, as long as there will be travel ban, we cannot, we won't be uh, operating our retreats or at least we need to see how this COVID thing is unfolding. But we are confident that when it will be available to travel again, that we will start again the retreat and people will be super excited to travel again and we can start over with that. I bet people will like want to travel more than ever because uh, we took for granted so much that we could travel whenever we wanted, wherever so we true. want. And, and now we're like, we cannot so i'm sure that when we will be able to travel again people will want to attend our retreats so yeah it's really hard to answer that question because we just don't know it depends on so many things and it's above us so that's why we are fully uh, spending our time working on the salty club for now yeah cool so um other question tips for authentic growth how to stay aligned with purpose with your purpose but expand financially logistically etc um i think that's a that's a cool question actually um because yeah the, the business has been growing a lot in the last uh five years definitely and it went from us like let's say like on the retreat side we were it went from us operating uh fully like MC and I were teaching all the classes and being like fully on ground. And then with time, we uh, hired a team and we became more coordinators and uh, we had people on ground uh, teaching. So that was definitely a big shift and uh, in terms of growth. And I think that like an, an, an exercise that we do very often is re rewriting or asking ourselves again, what is our why? Mm -hmm. So the why of your business is really like the core and and the reason why you do all this and what is like your purpose and what you want to transmit. So I think it's really important to kind of like circle back to your as much as possible to to make sure that you're still aligned with your purpose because there's always so many avenues that you can take with your business and um, I'm just gonna give you an idea. So clothing so we do a little bit of clothing with the company and uh the, everything was produced in el salvador el salvador being a big uh, producer of cotton and everything was there, made there locally and and uh and very often we are tempted to expand the online store a lot and be like oh let's say that it feels like we could just do more fashion like we could do more clothing and have so many things on the online stores and grow 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 that And then we kind of circle back to our why and we're like, we never started this business to get into fashion. And we never started this business to create more product, physical product in the world. So maybe we re-question that. Maybe we see if we could uh, use recycled fabric if we are to make clothing. And we're right in the heart of that. And every time we think about doing more clothing, we're like, but why? Is this part of our why? Like, is this why we started this business? Is it what we want to create in this world? No, not really. Then let's skip it or revisit it and make sure that we are we're still aligned with the reason why we're doing all of this in, in the first place. Um, and another thing that we so so yeah, the, the circling back to your why is definitely important. 
um and i think that like also something that have been playing a key element in the business is uh the team you know we went from being like five to being like 20 <laughs> 25 i don't know like when before covid there was like 25 people total uh, with all the destinations and the whole team so there was quite a lot of people in the company uh and we have really nice people <laughs> yeah. uh that are uh that are like that really put their heart uh, out and their soul into the business so i think that really helps the authentic growth and that's really scary when you you grow you are afraid or unsure of how your baby's going to grow like your business is really like your baby mm -hmm. and you're like oh i don't know like if it's not me that is giving the classes if it's not me that is receiving all the guests if it's not me that is speaking to people all the time is it going to be as good is it going to be as quality are people going to be equally happy uh with the with the product or with the service right like it's really hard to start distancing yourself from from that but at the same time if you want to grow you need to you cannot be, even if you have a coffee shop at first you're there doing every coffee and at some point you cannot be the person that is doing every single coffee so um i think that like hiring or inviting in uh people that really are aligned with the values of the company and have so much to offer and in the end they, like if i speak about like the teaching for example of the yoga or the surf part uh they are not doing it like us but they're doing it in their ways and it's equally good it's just it's different like if you take a yoga class with me or if you take a yoga class with Lija which is our uh, teacher in, in El Salvador it's different classes but it's not that one is better or worse uh, even though i think that Lija is better <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. um, love you it's like it's really uh, yeah like kind of realizing that like it's not going to be like you would do it but if you're convinced that like in their core mm -hmm. those people have are able to transmit a very similar essence to what you wanted to transmit and what is they they are aligned with the why of the the company then it will grow authentically so in all aspect i guess it's like re circling back to your why Mm -hmm. And and as you said I think it's a really important part of um like of having an like a an authentic grow is to also invest and take the time to do like business trip with your staff or like take time to be with them listen to them and they are like such a key in 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 the business at one point like for us we are not there for like 100% of the time during the retreat they are like so people are having their retreat with those people and it's important that they do feel um they do put their art in it and i'm so grateful because our team like in both this in uh, in all three destination they are so they are putting everything in there it's not i don't like i don't see them as doing a job i see them as doing like their life around this and and everything like we said become interrelated so because their personal life and also their job but i don't i don't feel like they are just like working they're just like giving it all and that makes such a big difference in the service that we offer so we're really lucky for those beautiful 
Oui. So we have a question here, Cloriane. Euh, comment avez-vous resté à rester forte quand le COVID est arrivé? So how did we stay strong when the COVID arrived? Um, so, well, uh, we stayed uh, muted for like 10 minutes of, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, like everybody, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess that like the best answer to this question would be that like, we were lucky enough to already have the Salty Club in place. So even though like the tourism industry like collapsed overnight, literally, uh, the digital industry went upswing at the same time. It did like one crash and the other one went up. So mm -hmm. it was, we were just gonna, we just shift our energy. It was like, okay, this is gone to shit. Like the last five years of work. Cool. <laughs> we gotta just focus on the new uh -huh. business. Not the new business. Healthy Club was already there, right? But it, we were just like, okay, well, this is and, happening. Yeah, and let's, let's, we focus. So we just shift our focus, and that's uh -huh. really what like kept us strong. Is that we still had something to work on and work towards, and at the same time, we really quickly got a uh, sign a new deal to develop the app. So that happened at the very beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. So COVID happened that dies and then uh we uh someone got in touch with us to develop uh the new platform and really launch our official app blah 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 so we're like okay we're jumping in this and this is what whatever the world is going to shit right now but we're just going to focus all our energy onto developing our app and developing the new platform and that really kept us grounded and going because there was something to work on. Like everybody, so many people during COVID were kind of like, what am I doing? Like I'm bored. And I don't remember taking like a day off. <laughs> It's like, okay, we're just gonna help more people with this new platform. And we could see that everybody was using the club way, way more during mm -hmm. the COVID. So it was like, oh shit, we're actually, you know, bringing sunshine into people's life during these dark times. Like, There's never been a better time in history to offer at-home retreat platform. So that was definitely encouraging to see that, like, while everybody was stuck at home, like, all those people were training and, and practicing and, and cooking at home with uh, the platform. So that was fun. And it's and also, so fun. And also, like, to be honest, the Salty Club, there were so many things that we wanted to update content-wise or like new feature that we wanted to put in, but we we never had that much time to invest into that platform because we were running retreats. That was our main business was um, doing surf and yoga retreats in different destinations. So it was kind of like, you know, like the baby sister following, but we don't have that much time. And now it was, okay, so our main business is shut down. What do we do? Well, we'll just invest all of our time that online platform and we're actually really like stoked and excited of like that new chapter of the salty club we really have time to to take it where we wanted since day one but we never had the time the time to do it because we were running now we have time now we have time and actually uh photography there was another question about harry est-ce qu'il est prévu qu'ariane soit de retour et présent dans le projet I wanted to answer that um, after, uh, like after. That's why I saw it, and but I was waiting. Uh, so Ariane was our first cook. She started uh, since like the first first retreat. Uh, she did 
four years with us like as a main cook and also she was the cook in the salty club so she did there's a still a lot of our recipes on the club and then last year she decided well like we decided to take different path i would say and she is still she is still like one of uh, our friend and we like I hope that one day we can still do some project together. We'd love to. Because she's, she's such an amazing person. And she has a lot of like really cool projects in mind. And yeah, let's see what the future uh, reserves us. But we would definitely love to uh, collaborate on a future, some future project with her. That's the question. And then there's another question from Suliet. Uh, have you ever thought about having yoga teacher trainings? Yes and no. Yes, <laughs> we did. So we did, but we never invested more thought uh, than that in it. The reason why, um, so I don't have the, the training to be a yoga instructor. Like I don't have the level to be instructing other teachers. Um So we never really dove into that avenues for that reason. Like uh, that's kind of like another level. Um, not impossible. And I see that like right now also like online yoga teacher trainings are really like trending and there's so much. But I think that like a thing that really defined our business is that this the surf aspect is really intertwined and we're not just a yoga company or we're not just a surf company. Or... So um I think that the reason why we didn't dive so much into yoga teacher trainings is because we love surfing too much. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that was that was it for the question we already had. And we did answer a few yes. here. Thumbs up to Sulij. So I don't know if there was any more questions. I'm just going to look time. if there's... Well, we had, uh... no, I think we answered pretty much everything. As a tourist or a backpacker, is it easy to get a job and rent a place near Bali? Um, yes. I wouldn't know because I never, I never got a job in Bali, actually. Yeah. But, like, if you backpack, and I think getting a job, an an exchange of service would maybe be easier i know there's a lot of people doing that kind of like you backpack and you offer to help with cleaning or cooking and they offer you a place to sleep and cook so i guess that might answer your question and then otherwise i think we answered everything from the question above then we gotta go because there's only one minute 37 before it explodes loving you all thank you so, so much thank you so much for everyone saying. who showed up or everyone that will watch the replay And don't hesitate if you have any question. And if not, that's a wrap for episode number two. Thank you so much, MC. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you so much for six years of business. <laughs> Party! <laughs> the Salty Club is your online optimized wellness platform for adventurous women. For $9.99 a month, you have access to surf-inspired workouts, yoga classes, guided meditations, recipes, workshops and interviews just like this one. And everyone gets a seven-day free trial. Visit thesalty.club. That's thesalty, S-A-L-T-Y, dot club, C-L-U-B.